In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome once again to our wonderful podcast, Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hello, it's me again. Again. Just a bit of a warning, I'm in the middle of a bad bout of man flu and so some of this may end up uh, having to be done in... Australian Sign Language, which could be difficult because Thomas can only read American Sign Language. Uh, No, no, I can't read either. Fortunately, I don't have the man flu, so I will be able to translate whatever grunts he comes up with. Okay. That Um, means he's sick. I'm, I'm sick. For those of you who have not joined us on our podcast... We basically review films, but they're films of a special nature. I collect DVDs and movies. I've got a big collection for reasons that are explained in previous podcasts. So here's an opportunity to find out. Go back and listen to the old stuff and you'll find out why. But basically, in this huge collection of DVDs, there are some that have been purchased or been given to me that I still haven't watched, not just haven't watched the DVD, but haven't watched the film. So these films are sitting on the shelf, unwatched, unloved, and predominantly still under wraps. They've still got their cellophane Mm. on them. Um, And tonight, we're going to break with tradition slightly. We usually break the seal of cellophane off the case after the... uh, plot synopsis has been read out by Thomas. Uh, But at the moment, that wrapping, and uh, particularly the blue Kmart sticker on the wrapping, is preventing me from performing that task. So we're going to have to put the cart before the horse, and Thomas is going to do the great reveal and unwrap the movie that is being watched tonight. And I'm going to, as he does that, give you a bit of a giveaway... As to what that movie is, it is the 2012 version of Red Dawn. Thomas, would you, uh, now that you've escaped it from its cellophane wrapping, it is now unwrapped. Please read us the plot. Yes. Spokane, Washington. The city awakens to the surreal sight of foreign paratroopers dropping from the sky. Unbelievably, the US has been invaded by North Korea, and Spokane is the initial target. Quickly and without warning, the citizens find themselves prisoners and their city under enemy occupation. Determined to fight back, a group of young patriots seek refuge in the surrounding woods, training and reorganising themselves into a guerrilla group of fighters. Taking inspiration from their high school mascot, they call themselves the Wolverines, banding together to protect one another, liberate their town from its captors, and take back their freedom. So we've got gorillas with guns, so this is a sequel to Planet of the Apes then? Yes. Yes, definitely. Sorry, I'm sick, remember? It's the age-old story of 
a known or unknown them invades your city and then you fight back. Yes, it, it has been done a number of occasions. One of my favourites is the original Red Dawn with Patrick Swayze, as I mentioned at the end of last week's podcast. But that's not what we're watching, and I'll be interested to see how this compares. Another one, of course, is uh, Tomorrow When the War Began, an Australian take on the uh, mm. the idea. Which had a quite excellent miniseries, uh, what, two years ago? Yeah, which didn't get very far until it was no. dropped. Mm. And the movie series didn't continue either. So no. they both, basically both ended pretty much at the same place. Yeah. Um, so read the books. They're, they're pretty good. All right. So I, I haven't watched the original film this is based on. You haven't watched the Patrick Swayze version? No, I haven't. No, no. I have let you down severely there. The last time I watched it, I realised it hasn't aged terribly well. But again, I think that's got a lot to do with the time it was set and the audience of the time that it was um, mm. made. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out because obviously made in 2012, it's... Anyway, without any further ado, let's get into it. Let's watch the film and uh, see whether this film stays on the shelf after uh, being watched. Mm. Bye. Uru. <laughs> film yep it definitely was lots <laughs> lots of noise plenty of noise mm-hmm. um sorry plenty of noise in the time that they uh, had to put the noise in but it wasn't a very long film no it wasn't it felt as if and i don't usually say this about films like this but it could have done with an extra 10 15 even 20 minutes yeah because of all the things that they didn't really explain. <laughs> yeah. There were plot holes aplenty. I liked it, but mm-hmm. nowhere near as much as I was hoping to. Mm. Yes. Um, so before we go any further, let's... This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. I don't know who anybody was. Nope. <laughs> Um, if you were to ask, there were so many characters, and they were all basically set up to to pick off one by one. Yep, type of thing. But because of that, you didn't really get to know any of them, know any of their names. You know, I spent most of the time thinking, right, uh, Thor, Thor's brother. Yep. 
Uh, it didn't help that I watched Thor Ragnarok last night and Chris Hemsworth is mm. the main guy in this and mm. uh, and his brother and yep. Josh. Yep. And, and then the periphery of other characters that were there to pad it out, basically. Mm. And, and, and and then once we'd killed some of them off, we added some more. Add, yep, add some more and then kill them off. Yep. And it was a bit of a mess, really. And yet there were, there were some great bits in it. It was, yep. it was just such a mixed bag. And you've made some notes. I made one note and it was about the opening credits. And what about the opening credits? It's the same old um, montage of, of Franken-quoted real news stories and fake news stories. Yep, and build it up. Now, I, I should warn you um, before we go on, the usual cat alert, the cat is somewhere in the studio. There is also, a, apart from me blowing my nose, the wind is blowing also. Mm-hmm. And the microphones are both aimed very carefully at the fireplace that we have behind us. And Mm. and the wind is blowing down that quite happily. So you'll hear whooshing noises and and what have you. Um, Yes. So usual montage of setting things up and and then setting up the Russian guy who... What did he do? He put the tracker in and that was it. That was his... Uh, entire thing. Ah, uh, the Russian put the tracker in. Yep. Right, I missed I missed that. Mm. Yeah, that was it. That was all he did. Oh, that that was when the the scuffle was happening mm. and the, it was a stacks on type of thing. Mm. Dug the right. Okay. See that that was where there was a bit of a mess for me in, in my head as to mm. there was so much going on and because I wasn't attached to any of these hundreds of characters that they had, um, mm-hmm. that I didn't realise that that's who it was that it was happening to, I don't think. But obviously you did, so I will blame my man flu for not picking that up. Oh, no, fair enough. And not only so many characters, but also certain characters, and, and look, I don't want to sound sexist, but they've got a bunch of females on board who they're constantly putting in the background to mm. here. You you stay back here and d- yeah. do that. And they occasionally get out there and, and do the shooting and, and what have you, but they're but always... But so sometimes they're just firing rocket-propelled grenades from over there. Way over there. Over you stay there. way over there with your rocket propelled grenades and yes let us manly folk including thor who still can't find his hammer um, to do all the dirty work and then it 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 ended yep with with no real like i've seen endings like that where things haven't been cleaned up and i'm also trying hard not to make the comparison with the original and you will have to watch the original Mm. now and in fact you've possibly watched it in the best order, I think. Right. Um, the ending to the original is is certainly a lot more satisfying. It certainly doesn't end with, right, they've turned tail and left, but there's certainly more of a feeling of there's hope. Right. Uh, and d- did you feel that at the end? 
I mean, there was, but it still felt a long way off. Mm. There was still a whole heap of work to do and a whole heap of people who were going to die in in the process. And They also said um, that there was a quote in there along the lines of, look, most of these soldiers aren't wanting to be here. Mm. And, And that was really just lip service, whereas... Again, in the original, that was very much more felt that they were there reluctantly mm. in, in a lot of cases. So at least that's my memory from it. it. There's probably people listening who absolutely love and adore the original Red Dawn and are going, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> well, I'm not an expert and I'm sick. I'm sick. Yep. So, um, Anything else you want to add to that? Um, I've been looking at the, the Wikipedia page. Of course, for, you have for this film, yes. not, not the original. Yep. And uh, apparently, uh, it was originally going to be the Chinese who were invading, and then they wanted to push it to the Chinese market, so they had to change it to the North Koreans, and then it didn't go to the Chinese market. Ah. Uh. I mean, it's very interesting because the the Chinese market has just absolutely exploded Mm. and there are so many films now in Hollywood that are co-funded and co-produced from China. And so there's a whole stream of of movies that have been softened and twisted and bent so as not to offend the Chinese. Mm. And that's interesting to hear that Having seen what has happened since this was made and the events that have occurred concerning North Korea Mm. since, it's been interesting. And I still don't feel like they have the wherewithal to pull off what was being shown in that that film, whereas the, the Chinese certainly... Could. Not not just manpower alone. No. Um, we know that North Korea certainly has a massive military force, mm. manpower-wise. Okay, that's, that that was a good Wikipedia grab. Mm. Um, did they say anything about the fact that they ran out of money and so they didn't finish making the film? <laughs> uh, or they, they they ran out of explosions and. See, that, uh, M- MGM ran into some financial difficulties and that delayed the release, but I don't think it actually did anything to the content of the film. Okay. They just seem to be, keep on getting their hands on large amounts of explosive devices and timing devices and the mm. technology to set these things off. So when I say they manage to get their hands on, they don't show them getting their no. hands on them except for once. By a total fluke in, yeah, in, in the woods. And knowing what it was that they've, they've come across. But all the other things that they managed to get their hands on, I didn't uh, fully accept that either. Mm. As for staying on the shelf, yeah, it's going to. They're a, a sort of a pigeon pair, mm. the original and the inferior, in my opinion, remake. There were certainly more kaboomies and more firepower and things like that. But I think that that took away the personal nature of the first film where I remember knowing the characters a lot better. Um, 
And I don't know whether that benefited from a longer film or not. I can't remember how long. I don't know. No, you haven't seen it. No, I haven't. Um, Anyway, do you have anything else to add to this ramble? This film was okay. It it was. It was. I, I was actually expecting it to be a lot worse than it was. The critics were just sort of okay with it. It got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, but only because the scores were sort of around the 5 range, which is just below the fresh to rotten threshold. Right. So it's just an average film. It's just a film. It was. It was just an average film. Uh, And uh, yes, I have certainly seen worse, and I'm certain that we are going to come across worse in the coming podcasts. So uh, let's jump into... What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. We haven't had a great deal of contributions no. this week. No, in we fact, haven't. I can count them on... No hands? No hands. No hands. No hands. I can count them on no hands. Um, so come on, guys and gals and other assorted beings... Get, get get on the Facebook page. The, the link's in the show notes. And, I, and I even, yes, almost missed putting them in the show notes the other week, but they are in the show notes. Hop on board and guess what might be on the shelf of too many DVDs and movies. So at the moment we've got a list of... Six. We're down to six. Yes, we're down to six. Okay. Are you randomly generating a number? I I have just done so, yes. Okay, and... David submits Labyrinth. David submits Labyrinth. Well, that's, you know, like shooting fish in a barrel, isn't it? Question one. Is it on the shelf... Um, look. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, yes, it is. It is. But uh, I couldn't remember whether it's that one or um, a certain other Jim Henson production that I've actually got two copies of on the shelf. <laughs> yes. Um, but I can't... Yes. So it, it is definitely on the shelf. Labyrinth is on the shelf. And, gee, that, that was just... David, I, I'm appalled that... Yeah. You've got to aim for high scores here. Yeah. So question two, have I seen it? Yes, several times. And yes, I have seen it several times. I mean, my flabber has never been so ghastly that that you would... But... Yeah. Important question. Three points. Is it on Blu-ray? It is not on Blu-ray. No. No, I have... Unless they go and do a really good remaster of Mm. it. The remastered, in quote marks, versions of both that and the other Jim Henson film that, Mm. if anyone wants to dare guess, will get very low scores by Mm. doing so. But both of those supposedly had been remastered and they still look very average. So Mm. I have not bothered to Blu-rayify them much as I do love these films. Mm. So no no points for being Blu-rayified. So, so that's a total of three. Yes. Look, there has been a series of discussions not on the Facebook page concerning how cruel and mean it is to deduct points because um, you personally know that we have a gazillion kids in the house. Mm. 
So we're not going to deduct points here. We're just going to give you a three. <laughs> a three, which brings him to the top of the leaderboard. It, it does, and there's again, we're caught between a rock and a hard place and we're going to cause conflicts and family yes. crises and what have you. But from here on in, we are not going to deduct or have a point something multiplier. Mm. However, <laughs> however, the ones that we deem as, oh, now that was, that was a risky choice, mm. they will get a good multiplier. Mm. The last question we have to ask here is, Are we going to be retroactively readjusting the previous scores? Just to find out how many people are listening to this podcast, uh, let's give everyone a chance to comment on whether Mm. retroactively we should adjust the scores accordingly, because it does sound like an option. Um, Mm. Just to make things all happy, merry and bright in the... Still Mm. on the shelf, uh, still under wraps, still... Still sick. Yep. Podcast. So, um, yeah, put a note on the on the Facebook page as to whether you think that we should retroactively adjust scores. And no doubt those who have been cruelly and meanly wronged in the previous episodes by having their scores multiplied by point something uh, will no doubt... Unless we've already lost them as audience. Yes. Uh, we'll no doubt uh, say yes. So, Thomas, I would suggest that preemptively you start considering uh, doing mm. readjustments uh, yes. in the next week and see whether we go ahead with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that wasn't that fun. Okay, so <laughs> let's just move on and... Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. Now, before we get uh, Thomas to announce what he's just shaken up on the phone, I'd just like to say that apart from me being sick, I think if I could maintain this voice without being sick, I would make it big in podcast town. Mm. I'd like to really maintain this voice, but it's not going to happen. I'm getting better. All right, so Thomas, give that give that phone a, unless you like the the one that came up. I'll give you I, the option of reshaking. I'm not going to take a mulligan. Okay. I think it's going to be an interesting choice. Okay, so it is. Two thousand and tens, the Social Network. Ooh, the Social Network. Now, I have a confession to make. You will discover next week when you go to unwrap it that it has been unwrapped. Right. Because I have watched some of this. Right. On one of those moments where I thought, oh, I might pop something on. And I did. And then something else happened and I was probably about 15 minutes into it. Okay. So I have the first 15 minutes spoiled for me. But you know my memory. Don't remember a thing of it. Other than the fact that the guy from uh, Now You See Me is in it, I think. Is it? Yeah, that does look like him. Yes. That does look like him. Yes. And it's all about Facebook. Mm. It's our first foray into documentary films. Indeed. 
So, next week, we're watching The Social Network. And we'd love you to all join us and, mm. uh, on that podcast. Look, we don't do a Patreon or any fundraising or anything like that. We're doing this for ourselves, just mm. for the fun of it, just to get the microphones out and speak at them, hoping that maybe mm. someone will listen to them. We know that some people are supposedly downloading them. Mm-hmm. We'd love that number to go up. So if you do enjoy this show... My goodness, what was that? That that was the wind. That was the wind again. Okay. So this isn't a good example to share with your friends as to the no. high production quality of this podcast. Find you're, another you're one. You're sick, the wind's blowing, everything. That's right. Everything uh, is catching on fire. <laughs> but please, you know, share it with your friends because after all, we are just chock-a-full of charisma and are just worth listening to. And and also, we still have over a year's worth of films to get through. We have over a year's worth of films to get through. Okay. And on that note, I think we'll leave it mm. at that. And thank you all for listening, and catch you next week. Bye. So windy. It is windy. I'm scared. It's, it's like you, you, you don't even need the theme music. It's it's scary enough. <laughs> I'm scared. We'll, we'll go to the theme music anyway. Bye. Bye.